G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. With the federal election only weeks away, there's a call for Christians to be prayerful about the outcome. For the early weeks of May, the Canberra Declaration team has called Australians to 21 days of prayer and fasting. Warwick Marsh from the Canberra Declaration is joining us. Hello, Warwick. Welcome back to 2020. Always good to talk to you, Neil. Always good to talk to you. Hey, we're already underway, Warwick. Uh, The three weeks in the leading up to Election Day, this is an initiative that's got wide support across the body of Christ. Uh, You're doing this in conjunction with Pastor Margaret Court in WA and other prayer leaders too. Yes, Neil. um, On the 17th of March, which is basically six weeks ago, a bit over six weeks ago, we met uh, with... Um, Pastor Margaret Court, myself, and was actually about 43 different prayer people in the room representing about, you know, about a dozen different of the major uh, prayer movements in this nation. I'd say 70, 80, 90 percent of the of the key prayer movements were represented, and we talked about the different things that were happening for the election. Brian Pickering has done a wonderful job with 35 days of prayer, but it's not fasting, but it's 35 days of prayer, and you can connect with Brian through the Australian Prayer Network. But we notified everybody and said, look, Pastor Margaret, myself, we'd like to do 21 days of prayer and fasting, but we'd love your input, love your thoughts, what are your feelings? Give them to me over the next seven days. And over the next seven days, all I, all I got was just positives. Yes, go ahead, Warwick. Let's go with this. Let's pray and fast for 21 days for our, le- our election. So we went out public uh, a few weeks later and said, this is what we're going to do. And here we are right now. We're, um, as you said, we're sort of... Um, week one of the three weeks, and we're in the middle of that, and we are going forward with our eyes on the crown, and the crown is the Lord Jesus Christ, the will of God, that Jesus Christ will be glorified in this nation, and the government would be upon his shoulders, and that God would do a miracle, not just for parliamentarians, but for the nation in Jesus' name. Given that there are some other initiatives which have called the body of Christ to pray in the lead-up to the election, should we assume here, Warwick, that there is a wonderful friendship, a camaraderie between the prayer movements in Australia, and when there are things like major issues like elections, uh, that each of the prayer movements actually provides tremendous resources that help uh, believers to pray in the lead-up to an election like this? Look, uh Brilliant uh, observation, 100% agree. Look, we don't believe the Canberra Declaration is the answer. We're just part of the answer. And Brian Pickham with the Australian Prayer Network is doing an incredible job and has been doing that incredible job for elections for decades and decades and decades. And we just are so appreciative of, of him. But Ruth Webb from uh, Tabernacle of David is doing a, a grumble fast, would you believe? And they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, that's for 12 days. We've got our friends, just been told, uh, Pat Steele wants to organise 24 hours of worship at the Canberra Prayer Centre on the 13th and 14th of May. So, Hang on, just, be, just hold you up here for a moment here, Warwick. Did you say a yeah. grumble fast? 
Is yes, that a, you know, you're going to fast from it's, grumbling it's, about things? Is that, is that what that it's, means? It's exactly. Ruth has written a book about the importance of not grumbling and complaining. And, you know, she's put forward, uh, she's, she's done these grumble fasts before. And look, it sounds a bit funny, but I think it's very, very good. And they're trying to get people not to whinge and complain and criticize and condemn, but literally to pray and to uplift and encourage and exhort and speak positively. And so I think it's great. And I don't think, as I said to you, I don't think we're, we're the only ship going out of town, but certainly we are uh, con- you know, con- determined to pray for 21 days. We have devotions going out each day and people can connect with us through the Canberra Declaration website. Just go to the Canberra Declaration website and look for the prayer for the election 2022 and you can sign up for your daily devotion and you'll receive it in your inbox and you can be encouraged on how to pray and how to join with other Christians in prayer for our nation. What a wonderful proactive feel I'm hearing from you, Warwick. It's as though you've got to look on the upside to what's happening and I'm just reflecting on the fact that in the first century, the Apostle Paul would have been absolutely amazed that in the 21st century, Christians could someday actually take part in selecting the leaders of a nation because that was not what Christians had an opportunity to do under the Roman Empire. So there's a certain proactiveness and a glass-half-full feel about the way I can hear you talking about prayer. Well, look... Again, you've made a very good point. When Paul said, uh, I wish above all things that people would pray and pray for our leaders, pray for those in authority, and that we'd live quiet and peaceful lives that the gospel would go out. He was talking about Nero, who was burning Christians and lighting up literally as Roman candles, covering them in tar and setting them alight to light the streets of Rome. He was a an evil, wicked man, and yet Paul exhorted the Christian people to pray and pray a blessing upon their leaders. And so we must do the same. And, and so in my um, you know, promo for this, I've said, look, we have to bless the Prime Minister, but we also have to bless the opposition leader, Anthony Albanese. We have to bless all the parties and the people standing for Parliament. It doesn't mean that we agree with them, but we bless them. The Scripture says, pray for your enemies. It doesn't say curse your enemies. It says pray for your enemies and bless your enemies. And so we are here to bless them. I'm not saying, by the way, that they're all our enemies. I'm just saying that we all have differences of opinion about politics, and that's fair enough. And we all need to have differences of opinion. We, need, we live in a free country, and we are allowed to talk openly. And that's quite unusual. That couldn't happen in Rome because Rome was a dictator, dictatorship. We only have a democracy because of Christians who literally died and bled to have give us freedoms and unfortunately, those freedoms are fast evaporating because we're throwing God, we're forgetting God, as Alexander Solichkin said uh, in the Gallic Archipelago, in his book. We're forgetting God and these terrible things are coming upon us. But our job here really is to pray for revival and reformation and repentance for our nation at this time. It's not a time to drop the ball. As a Christian believer, you don't just uh, be an observer from the sideline, let everything just flow on by and say, oh, well, whatever will be, will be. This is a time to be active in the courts of the Lord. And so when we are on our knees, when we are calling out to God from the depths of our hearts, uh, we are in fact involved in making things happen because God is the one who is responding to the prayers of his followers. That's something I guess we need to continually remember when we're praying. Look, 100% Neil, I'd just like to read these four prayer points out so it gives people a 
these are sort of four key prayer points, uh, and it gives you a feel for how we're praying and why we're praying. And the scripture that we're using uh, is found in Elijah, uh, a story of Elijah in 1 Kings 18.37. And he's standing before the altar where he calls the fire down. And he says, Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. We're really praying for God to turn our nation back to righteousness. And that has to be a miracle. It's, it's the hand of God. But these are the four prayer points, Neil. Number one, pray that God would rule over this election, that righteous leaders would be elected. And that it's not one party or this party or that person. We're praying that God will somehow overrule and raise up right, godly people. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, it says in Proverbs 29.2. Number two, point two, pray God's blessing upon all our current parliamentarians and leaders, and including all those that are standing for office at this time, whatever part of their are. We need to pray a blessing upon them. Of course, that goes back to 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 3, where Paul exhorts us to pray for leaders. Number three is pray for a multiplication of prayer and unity across the body of Christ, that people will wake up to the dangers Australia is facing. And that's so, so important. And last but not least, perhaps the most important, pray for a revival for Australia. We need a spiritual awakening and transformation for our nation and the proclamation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Warwick, uh, commentators on this program, uh, when I've asked them where they see things going into the future, there are predictions that there will be coercive and authoritarian leaders arise because we don't have the same sorts of freedoms that are established by Christian faith. Uh, The thought of religious freedom uh, for schools and for churches to be able to believe and to teach what they want. There is a sense here in which if you don't have the things that we are talking about praying for today, uh, the world looks like a very dark place into the future. But uh, as you say, there's a glimmer of light in the way that we could see the future where there could be revival and transformation. Uh, Those sorts of things ought to be a part of the believer. How do you see that? Look, again, Neil, um, you know, you've been in the public space as a believer and as an advocate for Christian values for, 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 for many decades. You interview some of the best of the best on your program. So you're across what's happening. And we have, in one situation, on one side of the fence, if we look ahead, all I can see is difficult days ahead. I can see more persecution for Christians. I can see uh, more authoritarian leaders and more totalitarian leadership. And we, as, as crisis removed from the public space, there's no such thing as a vacuum, and that vacuum is filled by godlessness and evil and wicked people who have malicious intent. Now, we thank God for our Christian heritage. Our Constitution says, humbly relying on the blessings of Almighty God, not the blessings of Almighty Allah or Almighty Buddha or Almighty Hindu, and we, um, we bear no malice in saying that, but it says, Almighty God, the Christian God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, because our nation has this deep Christian heritage. Our hope is to see our nation come back to its senses, just like the prodigal son who was feeding the pigs and realizing that he needed to go back to his father and repent and say, Father, I've done wrong before you. I've done wrong before God, but would you accept me? And that's our prayer as believers. Our job is not to condemn the non-Christians and condemn the politicians because they're only doing what they can do because they don't yet know Jesus. But we are praying that 
we as believers get down, get down before God on our knees and say, God, forgive us. God, cleanse us of our sin. God, renew me. God, forgive me. God, give me the grace to love and to forgive and to be full of your love for the people of this earth. I pray this in Jesus' name. And they're the sort of prayers that God will answer. And that's why prayer and fasting is so important because it's to do with humbling. And when we humble ourselves before God, the scripture says, he who humbles himself will be exalted. And it says also that God resists the proud that gives grace to the humble. And that's what, why fasting and prayer is so important this time over the next 21 days or what's left of them. We are into that 21 days. They are underway. And right up to Election Day, it's not too late to participate. When people go to the Canberra Declaration website, canberradeclaration.org.au, some resources there. Sometimes people say, I don't know how to pray. What do I pray? So when people go to the Canberra Declaration website, uh, what are they going to find there, Warwick? Well, look, what you've, you've got to look and look for the prayer for the elections, prayer for the elections 2022, and then sign up for the daily devotions. Obviously, you can evaluate what it says there, and I've just given you those prayer points that I've just been reading from the website there. And you can see the scriptures, you can see the video, and you can then... Um, if you feel so inspired, and obviously we'd love you to be so inspired, please, please sign up for the daily devotions. We'll send them out to you uh, right through the, the, remaining, the remainder of these 21 days of prayer and fasting. And you can join with Australians of all faiths, Catholics, Anglicans, Pentecostals, Uniting, Presbyterians, Baptists, Church of Christ, all different parts of the body of Christ. Those, those who love Jesus Christ, those who've got a passion for their nation, you can join with them in daily prayer and be connected as we see our nation come back to God, as we see our nation come back to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Warwick Marsh from Canberra Declaration. The website is canberradeclaration.org.au and all the major prayer ministries around Australia calling that prayer in the lead-up to the federal election, and this one in conjunction with Pastor Margaret Court in Western Australia and prayer leaders on a whole lot of different dimensions. CanberraDeclaration.org.au Warwick Marsh, thanks so much for updating us today on 2020. It's a great honour to talk to you, and God's blessings to you and the station. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.